0: Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. That makes me Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going? I have to say this is really weird. For those who... Or who are listening. And that makes it all of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. If you're
1: not listening, you're not going to hear this. Exactly. So everyone out. who's yeah. listening
0: is listening objectively. That's true. And, and uh, you wouldn't get to see this, but we're on cam tonight because we'll be having a guest <laughs> later on this evening. Uh, which means we have to look at each other, which is really strange. I, I think we talked off air last week about how awful it would be for us to have to record this podcast together in the same room
1: (laughs) i I think yeah fist fist would get thrown it's for certain
0: because it would just be too much every week i mean it was so
1: (laughs) fucking tired of you
0: (laughs) absolutely oh man but i well i mean you know and i haven't said this on the show i haven't talked about simon my kitten in a while
1: uh, but I just want to say real quick, this is why I don't make eye contact when I'm masturbating on the subway. Cause this is strange. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So Simon, my kitten, which was given to me by Mike <laughs> um, yes. was uh, is, is the, in many ways the personification of Mike as a cat because he's just a mean, weird little bastard and he, he, he's constantly trying to get my attention so that he can knock stuff over or bite my feet. And my, my wife pointed out to me, he doesn't do these things with me. He only does them with you. It's almost as if it was Mike living out his life as a cat here in the house,
2: he is. just giving yeah. you a
0: hard time and just riling you up because it's fun. I'm like, holy shit, it's absolutely 100% true. This cat is is you as a cat. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, I adore him, but sometimes I want to punt him.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, and sometimes,
0: accidentally, I do pump him across the room because he has this unerring ability to run in front of my feet and stop when I'm moving at speed. And either I break my neck or I end up kicking him or both. It his is... sisters
1: don't do that, but his cousins, you know, mm-hmm. in respect to if those two cats actually are sisters, uh, yeah, they do that all the time, literally yeah. all the time on the steps, especially. Now, you don't have stairs going up and down in your house,
0: thankfully. But, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. It's, it's an experience. Why well, I will not drink and go upstairs with all these cats in my house because they will end up killing me.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, while we're on the topic of cats, I thought I would tell us the story of the time that I bailed my dog out of jail. So last week I talked about my Basset Hound. Um, Basset Hounds, to anyone who's ever had one, are just like the sweetest, dopiest dogs. They're drooly. They're loyal. They are They they smell bad they smell more like dogs than most dogs like they smell they like are hounds yeah yep. they smell like wet dogs when they're dry basically
1: and when they're wet they smell like super wet dogs it's what they smell like i can't you know. they smell like wet dogs when they're dry and when they're wet they smell like two wet dogs exactly yeah
0: um um, sweetest pie though and, and she was just totally separation anxiety like crazy. Well we were visiting my parents one day and we had her out on this lead and the lead would run from one end of a clothesline to the other and so she had run of the whole yard but she didn't like uh, that. She decided that she was going to work her way out of her harness and then you know we spent like the afternoon with my parents and She was fine to just be outside. I come back outside and the dog's not there. I'm like, did you take the dog in the house or something? It's like, no. Come to find out that the police picked her up about three or four blocks away where she had just been happily wandering along the streets of Hershey. Just, Did you spill your drink?
1: Yes, I did. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) I'm not even the one that's fucking drinking. (laughs) God damn it! <laughs> all right, I'm good. Go ahead. Oh, that's funny. Um,
0: yeah, so so I I show up at the police station uh, after I get a call like an hour later because we're looking all over. Uh, I get a call from the police station like, yeah, we have uh, we have your dog. Come pick her up, and I come out there, and of course there's an administrative fee of like fifty dollars or something like that. So I did end up having to. Uh, uh bail my dog out of jail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you've never told me that story. I don't
0: either. I uh I feel like I probably would have told I remember when I first moved into the neighborhood back when you and I lived in this neighborhood together. Yeah. And uh oh my God. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I'm
1: good. I just elbowed the fucking microphone. I don't know what's going on here. What
0: the hell is wrong with you?
1: I am all elbows tonight. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: That's a horrible mental image.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Every, just Everything's be... an elbow. It's just yeah. this, you know, blunt skin and <laughs> on everything. Whole, you know?
0: whole, it's a horrible elbow monster. <laughs> 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 ah, it's like the, one of the things from Fallout 3 that were all Mm -hmm. hands and feet and spines like they looked like they looked like the human centipede only worse
1: oh what were those things i i can't remember what the hell they were called now centurions
0: or something like that i think yeah
1: i yeah i i thought they were they were like they were like some kind of pet or something i was gonna say a um oh no i can't remember the word never mind
0: (laughs) Well, that's okay. That was okay. that was
1: helpful. Yeah. That was helpful. So, and good radio. Uh, that, you know,
0: excellent, so. excellent radio. So so you have a story for this week?
1: So my, my story for this week, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig back into my my teenage years back in the mid 90s. I used to eat, I worked at a garage. Uh this was in my in my auto mechanic days, obviously, and there was a subway that was down the street from uh from where my shop was at. And there was this cute blonde girl that used to work in there, and I saw her almost on the daily. I I literally – I ate there because she was there. Oh, okay. And also because it was very close by. I mean, it was so close by that it didn't make sense for me to – because like the McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever was like way down this way or down this way. And you can't see, but I'm pointing in different directions when I did that. And um, so I would go to the subway, and I don't know if she was just being nice or if I just – Misunderstood. I always thought that she was giving me like extra toppings and stuff and like putting a little extra <laughs> meat on my sandwich and like extra extra mayonnaise. Nothing says I like you like here. Have some extra trans fats. Yeah, you know, putting a little bit extra mayonnaise and mustard on my sandwich for me.
0: The fastest so, way to a man's heart is through his stomach.
1: Oh, it literally is. Uh, even if it means because of a clogged artery or something. That yeah. definitely started in that same region. So <laughs> I remember like always being like, I'm gonna ask her out one of these days when I go in there. I'm gonna ask her out, but I was always too shy to ask her out. And I finally decided that I was going to. And if you remember, you remember when your parents had that frat house like next door to their house?
0: Absolutely. I remember.
1: Yeah, I saw her going in there with some dude. (laughs) Like I decided I was gonna ask her out. And I thought, I thought, man, this chick is kind of into me. I'm gonna ask her out, strike while the iron's hot, finally. And, uh, yep. She was in there with some dude, uh, in the frat house and I had all my, all my, uh, my, my fantasies and my dreams destroyed right there. I can understand that.
0: I can understand that because those, that was a, uh, an intimidating group of guys. Yes, they, it were was. Cool. They, they were cool they all a party. cool they knew how to party none of them were and this was in a time when I had never touched anything but like a little bit of weed I'd never experimented at all I, I'd never had a beer up to that point
1: yeah I wasn't drinking back in those <laughs> days really so uh I was just remembering you remember the infamous party at uh at uh let me see what what do, what do we call the uh, the Let's one that had him, the BMW.
0: his name w we call him Dave
1: dave yeah uh, at dave's house remember like mm-hmm. the the largest basement in the history of the world the house and, that uh, went
0: on forever <laughs>
1: yeah like literally that, that bottom hallway was like a mile and a half long yeah i recall you know you guys were all drinking that night and i was still like i don't think i should because it's probably not good for me with my heart medication and everything so i missed out on that one i would, if i could go back and change one thing i probably would have turned myself into a raging alcoholic by the time i was like Wanting because I always feel like I missed out there. Like I could have could have had some of that great natty ice that we got and <laughs> and gotten shit faced and gotten a headache. You know, it would have I, all. Just, mm.
0: I do recall that, but I don't remember me drinking that night. Was that you, hold, on, hold on, hold on? Was that the night that we ran into that field with all the construction equipment? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was drinking
1: that night. Yep, the and I remember everything is quite clear a lot as, day, as I recall. Because I yeah. recall uh Dave and uh what's his name? Can't remember his name ever. I always forget the names that we gave them. Uh that, that they were like wrestling and shit in the basement and everything and like there was no mats on the floor. It was all concrete and shit down there. And yeah. That was a wild, that was a wild night. It was fun to be able to remember it, I guess. But yeah. uh, I definitely missed out on some uh was on Jimmy some there? Was Jimmy uh, there for that? I don't think Jimmy was. Jimmy, if you were there, you yeah, need to us remind up. us. Yeah. Yeah, hit us up and, and remind us. We can all reminisce about this about this story. But I do remember the other, I mean the obvious the the regular players, which would have been, you know, usually the four, yeah, the four amigos. And if Jimmy yeah. was there, you know, I, I said the, the biggest memory I have of Jimmy is is that is that little kid's bathing suit thing because that will forever be etched in my I can see him standing on the back porch with that little girl's bathing suit on as clear as day if I close my eyes and think about it. That was that was a special moment. Yeah, that was a special moment. I
0: I still can't believe that he managed to just put that on. His frame was so small, you know,
1: he was a very he was very thin, but very tall. So, yeah. uh, yeah. And and thankfully, it wasn't, you know, like uh, like a little itty bitty bikini bottom because it was more like a pair of shorts, which was good because Mm -hmm. then it kind of went to being a little bikini bottom on him. Yeah. Had it been a little bikini bottom on him. I'm pretty sure his balls would have been hanging out. Yeah,
0: it would have destroyed us. It would have made us all sad.
1: It would have really made me remember it even more though. Cause I've yeah. been like, now I remember the time I saw Jimmy's balls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was Se- there Separated was a guy- and dangling, like, like a couple of wonderful gleaming balls. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it was a guy that I used to work with and we did a company softball game once and he was a pitcher and he showed up wearing like shorty shorts, like the jogging shorts that people would wear in the eighties and he had no underwear on underneath of it, and he decided to do cartwheels as he was going out to the field, definitely saw his balls. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. That, at a good family event like that, too. I mean, when is the wrong time to show your balls? That's what I need to know.
0: I don't know, man. I think that that particular – we got off on a weird tangent, really, is because we were talking about the girl that you liked.
1: We always do. It's all right. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really have anything else to add. I think right after that, I think she stopped working at that subway and she probably cited the reason as this weird guy in a mechanic's outfit used to come in there and like linger and be weird around her all the time, probably. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I tried giving him extra stuff to get him to go away, but he wouldn't fucking go away. Even all that mayonnaise that I gave him, because back was back in the day when I would eat like an obscene amount of mayonnaise on stuff.
0: I remember when we went to go see a mo- the movie, the craft
1: and, <laughs> yeah. and
0: the scene where that homeless man gets hit by the car and rolls around underneath it. And they've got we that,
1: sh- that shot. We
0: laughed out loud in the theater while everyone else is like, what the fuck? So funny. That's not funny. We saw that and twice. We no, we went back <clears throat> another night. We stopped at this girl's house that you liked yeah.
1: Yeah, this was and this was my ballsiest moment ever.
0: You talked her into coming out to the movies with us when I don't recall. She was her. a
1: friend of my ex-girlfriend, and I just showed up and asked her out at her house.
0: But it was funny because it, it was like she wasn't really into it, but she was just sort of like, okay, shrugged her shoulders like, yeah. okay. And then she came with us, and we went to go see the craft again, and we laughed at that scene again. And kind of like that was this moment when we realized, oh, she's just not going to get you, dude. It's not. Well, I never be a talked good to match. her again after that. Yeah, talk- it was just. And it I, wasn't a good blame match. Her. Yeah, I don't
1: blame her. I wasn't. Uh, we weren't a good fit back then. Because I recall uh, that was my Camaro with the t tops, and she was sitting in the back seat because you wouldn't sit in the back seat because of how much wind used to go back there, and uh, the poor girl got bombarded with uh, with air through the t tops and was. Uh,
0: it's true. Was
1: not very It was not very happy about that I would assume. Well, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, I've well, never I've never gone into somebody's house cold call and asked them out before. So, what, or after what,
0: that. Yeah, that was pretty ballsy, but I got to say what a shitty wingman I was. I want the front seat.
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> I can hear the stereo back there.
0: You noise. for the front for the back seat. Your dates going to have to sit
1: back there cuz she's
0: smaller. <laughs>
1: She was slight.
0: I remember being very small, but that's not the point. The point is that I was an asshole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, what does that say about me? I let you do it. So, mm,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah.
1: a, a good date would have been like, ha, 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 no, sir. My lady will sit up front next to me. You, sir, sit in the back. I think by that point, though, everything was already pretty much, you know. Yeah off the rails
2: yeah
0: well she's probably like well i don't understand what this is but okay i'm getting to see a free movie so i'll (laughs) go on a
1: date with their best friend these (laughs) two guys are weird (laughs) and that was a decision i made in 1990 something i don't know
0: yeah good times
1: yeah yeah really
0: Uh, hey everyone, we have our guest tonight. This is Lindsay. Welcome back, Lindsay. This is Hello.
1: what our
0: third, second or third time back on the show now. It has
1: been a long time.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's okay. My
3: cat, I knew he was going to act this way. Like anytime, anytime you try to do anything for yourself, your cat's like,
0: yep. you know That's exactly what's
3: happening. Anytime you're trying to
0: work on something really intensive. Right. Yeah. Or something that requires like constant movement Mm. on the keyboard. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I was getting it on one time. One of my cats climbed up in the bed and stuck their nose in my ass. That was terrible. (laughs) So
3: technically you've had a threesome with your cat.
1: Yes. Yes, I did. (laughs) Thankfully she didn't lick anything.
3: Yeah. That it been was a just little a weird. cold
1: nose, cold, wet nose. And I was like, whoa, hey. And I was like, why, why it wasn't so bad? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe butt stuff isn't out of the question. I don't know.
0: Wow, that's not the way to test it, man. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't think you test it that way. I think maybe you test it with a human partner first. Well, right?
1: you know, I mean, mm. just the introduction of stimulus is all I'm saying. It wasn't the worst.
3: Like,
0: I want to know, like, when... <laughs> I want to know <laughs> when, when someone crosses that line right and decides that they're going to commit best bestiality, right? like when... me, i did not commit bc let me just make that point right oh, I, here i know you haven't yet we're talking I...
1: about a threesome with the cat accident no penetration i know, we, I, we know. Were all good.
0: I know No, mike we all know it was an accident so anyway i'm saying that, that when you eventually do it on purpose i just want to know what brought you to that point <laughs> like at what point did you cross the line though though so, i am ready to enter this gal
1: I don't think I have an answer for you there. <laughs> think about it. And get back to me.
3: I really want to know, know. Yolo,
1: yolo, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, How I went all not missing out on something.
3: I though so Back in the day on the internet, the Mister Hands video. Uh,
0: oh my god, yes, yeah. uh, Mister Hands.
3: Did you ever see it?
0: I no. did. Yes, I never I saw it. Video. bits and pieces of it. I did
3: too. It's a horror.
0: It's a horror beyond horror.
1: I think after Two Girls, One Cup, for me, I decided I wasn't watching any more of the videos and somebody said, dude, you got to fucking see this. I
3: didn't and, think that Two Girls, One Cup looked real.
1: No, no, no. That was definitely like some kind of peanut butter and or something else. That wasn't shit, but it was just the fact that you know they were spitting it into each other's buttholes and licking it back at i'm sorry that wasn't it was there was nothing sexy about that at all yeah. okay
3: okay 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 this is a good subject so let's go worst shit you have ever seen on the internet no pun intended worst oh, shit God. i've ever
0: seen on the internet our, like. Wow, our, you see. know right
3: now we're so desensitized you know because we see so much awful crap every day And just, you know, mass shootings are such a a crazy reality. Now, let's go back in time. So it doesn't have to be sex? No, not at all. Let's go back in time and talk about, like, the first things that ever scarred you that you saw on the Internet.
0: Okay, I got it. Perfect. So Uh, I was was in a porn chat room oh
1: god i say you were in a porn at first i was gonna go that was scarred me too no
0: no, i was in like a porno (laughs) chat room kind of a thing i even remember it was called alter web and it was uh and i remember the name of one of the dudes that posted in there his name was bob throbs it was just an open (laughs) and people would share like links and people were straight having cyber sex right there in the room with 20 30 people present no just total exhibitionists well, it's kind of like, I always imagined whenever I went into chat rooms, because that was how I started the internet. And I always imagined whenever I went into chat rooms, I pictured these as actual virtual spaces, like something out of um, Neuromancer or um, what's that movie with the Deliberator, uh, the, the the pizza, the, the super futuristic pizza, uh, Snow Crash Snow crash.
1: Never I would have not come up with that ever because yeah, well, I've never heard of it. They're, they're both of like
0: virtual worlds, so like okay. sort of like like Ready Player One type stuff. Um, you know where these these virtual worlds exist. So I always picture these chat rooms as places, um, and so I always pictured the the ultra alter. What is alter web uh, forum as being like, or a uh, uh, chat room as being like this big sleek. Bar with black countertops and glass backs, like something out of like the 90s. And in the center of it was just this orgy pit. He <laughs> <Everybody laughs> was just fucking and sucking and having a great old time. It was wonderful. But so I that's remember, kind of
1: like uh gomora from uh Fallout New Vegas. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah, very much like that. There you
1: go. Um, so
0: I remember just being in this and someone said for a fabulous orgasm, click here. And I was like, okay. And I clicked. Oh, no. And it's a rotting human head in like <gasps> a lynched, like who had been lynched, someone who had been lynched and had been hanging dead for probably about a week. And it shocked me so badly that I turned my computer off. And I did not get back on the internet for a fucking week. Yeah, it freaked me out so fucking bad. And like now if I saw that, I'd be like, hmm, yeah, look at your marks, you know, I'd be looking at it like forensically, because I'm so desensitized to all that stuff. And I don't say that to say, hey, look at what a badass I am or how edgy I am. It's just that Mm -hmm. you get curious, someone posts something, Mm -hmm. you look. And then you're a little especially wiser when they're for offering that. you an orgasm. I mean, oh, yeah. who, who wouldn't? But you, because I think that <laughs> did thing, you have an
1: orgasm? I, did I, you,
0: Tom? I had a renob of the most immense proportions. It went up inside me. <laughs>
1: like he grew a vaginus.
0: Vaj- yeah, I had a mangina after that. I got a mangina.
1: <laughs> <I'm all frig.
3: laughs> yeah, I remember oh before, before I saw anything on the internet. It was um uh, faces of death like oh, that yeah. was like that was the kind of crap that we would rent mm-hmm. and whereas you know most of that junk was like um there was like Holocaust footage and mm. stuff you know um sub-saharan African type you know stuff that you'd see like rituals um but rotten.com was like the, First place that I went to and discovered way back in the day. And I just remember like, it was like the first week I discovered it. I would like go every day and be like, I'm not gonna look anymore. I'm not gonna look anymore. And then I would see something even worse, you know, than I did the day before. And I just had like the most awful nightmares. It was like a, you know, it was a mixture of seeing something really awful. And but it was, you know, it was like burst your bubble, like it was like this loss of innocence type thing too. Mm-hmm. Like realizing how disgusting and depraved and awful the world is. Well, not yeah, only Michael that,
1: Jackson's thriller had that effect on me.
3: Not only that, but also
0: <laughs> th- when you're exposed to that stuff, you're 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 just left with how immensely fragile the human body is right. And, and that's really nerve wracking, you know, it's terrifying. Uh, and, and I think like, even to this day, occasionally I look at these videos um, or, or clips. If someone says, Hey, this one's really gnarly, but you should look at it. I'll, I'll sort of say, okay, sure. Because for me, it's almost like a, I need to be reminded of that once in a while. I need to be sort of said, say like, yeah, you know, we are pretty fragile. And 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 I think
1: it's interesting that all three of us had body horror type things because I didn't go to mine yet. But uh, I recall seeing a video, very grainy one back in the day of a guy getting shot in the head with a 50 caliber oh wow and uh the aftermath of it and the other one was a guy had been running from the police jumped off of an overpass not realizing what was underneath of it and had jumped on a spiked fence and it went in like under here ripped his head off and Uh, it was just his head on the post and his body down underneath i saw that 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 was picture of that yeah those two things are the ones that stand out in my mind the most
3: yeah i saw the um the first video that I can remember and just being like, holy crap, was the, I think his name was Nick Berg, the guy that got de- decapitated by the Taliban.
0: Oh, God, was that sad. video is horrible.
1: Yeah. I've never watched it for that reason because I was like, I know, I don't want to see it.
3: I don't want to like see a it. Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, I turned it on for like 10 seconds and I was like, nope. And now it's like, um, there there are some videos that for whatever reason I can deal with. Like, um, I remember when the Las Vegas shooting happened um, back when, um, uh, this sounds like callous or whatever, but it's like, it was like the only way you could like see actual unfiltered news um, and see like, okay. I thought you were going
1: to say nude there for a second. I was like, oh, that'd be
3: horrible. No, it was like one of the only places you could see like unfiltered news when you didn't know what was going on in the situation was um, like a forum like watch people die on Reddit, except they got rid of it. Um, but back in the day, I would like go in there when a mass shooting would happen and when there was wasn't any information, because if anybody had any cell phone footage from it, like it would it get would uploaded there. there immediately. And yep. somebody had pieced together all of the Las Vegas um shooting stuff like all the Snapchats, all the video, like everything. And Mm. it was just super gnarly, but it was just like it didn't do anything to me. But then there's this link for me that's always stayed blue, um, called Funky Town. And it's the Mexican cartel like um torturing this guy. And Funky Town happens to be playing in the background. It's just a legendary internet video. And they (laughs) basically song. I know it's, it's like this weird juxtaposition, but they're like basically slowly cutting pieces off his face with a box cutter and he's alive the whole time. And I'm Ooh. like, yeah, that link's going to stay blue forever.
0: Yeah. That and the the, the Taliban beheading I'll, I'm sorry, Mike. Uh,
1: yeah, I'll go then.
0: I'll be right back. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the Taliban beheading like where they're literally sawing this person's yeah. head off is like, I hyperventilate when I think about it. I hyperventilate it when I watch it. I've never had that reaction to anything before that yeah. I've not seen with my own eyes. I was like, ah, got to turn that shit off. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a visceral reaction. The people who sat there and said, oh, man, that was really cool. You should see this, too. Like, I worry, like, there's there may be a mental health issue there. If you yeah, look at wrong. that you are too desensitized at that point, man. I mean, that's like seeing combat 10,000 yards stare. Uh, if you're able to look at that and not feel completely just, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to articulate. Well, We have
3: like whole generations of kids that have grown up like a whole generation of kids that have grown up with the internet and Mm -hmm. have always been able to see shit like this. And it's like, uh, I mean, I can't imagine that makes them more empathetic, compassionate people. I mean, growing up like that, being able to see stuff like that all the time, like the kind of creatures, the desensitized creatures they've grown up to be. Yeah. That's worrisome.
1: It is worrisome. But you were gonna I say my I was reminded once we were sitting here and I was talking about it, the first thing that ever did that to me. You remember bugged Dwyer? Oh God, mm-hmm. yes. I was sitting in my house we had a we had a snow delay that day because it had been snowing that was on live television and it it, it cut into the cartoons that i was watching i was in in, in my parents bedroom i was in my parents bedroom for whatever reason they had a tv in there and i was watching it in there while i was kind of laying around waiting yes and that should happen on the tv i actually blocked it out until a few months ago i decided to watch it again it was just horrifying just horrifying Absolutely, yes, wow. horrifying it, i was in like second grade or third grade when that yeah. happened yeah it still sticks with me to this day well
0: because it was the most profoundly disturbing thing to see and we weren't it wasn't like the footage they ran later that day or the next fucking week where, where it, was it was like you know yeah it, it was all, cut it, away and it, and it, And it was cut away. We got to see about 18 gallons of blood pouring out of that man's ruined mouth is what I remember seeing. And I'll never, ever not see that. I'll never forget that, to have seen that at, at at the age that we were shown that. I mean, I'm surprised we're not both fucking Dexter
3: right
1: you know (laughs) that scared me away from ever doing anything creepy you know when it came because i was like oh my god that was the worst!" i don't even i can't even describe to you how that made me feel at -hmm. that point like Mm -hmm. i had nightmares about that shit
3: and yet i am obsessed
0: with horror I'm utterly obsessed with horror. I was
3: just about to make that same segue too, Tom, because I have, I'm obsessed with horror. We share that with each other. We have that interest in comedy. I also
1: like horror movies, just in case anybody wanted to know. But,
3: okay, so as you've gotten older though, here's my question. Have you gotten less and less interested in gore-based horror? I will say this. When I was younger, I was super into you know gore and now Mm -hmm. as an as an adult like i'm just like uh yeah i'm not into that i don't like that anymore
0: i'll put it this way if gore is i look at it as as like salad dressing you put a little on where it's necessary it's not supposed to be the main course right you know, it's incidental in the same way that CGI, CGI should be incidental in a lot what? of films. But yeah. back in the
3: day, like when I was 13, 14 years old, I would seek out something like Cannibal Holocaust and oh, be like, Yeah. Eh, and think it yeah. was, you know, but you now, know the, the like gnarlier that. the better. Uh-uh.
0: The gnarlier the better. But now, yeah, for me, it's, I want and for a the long time stuff
1: doesn't do it for me anymore yeah, so. i don't
0: want gratuity i want something more sophisticated and nuanced yeah something that that leaves me thinking about it for weeks like that movie um that you recommended <laughs> to me Lindsay, the other week um <clears throat> about the people who go into the house yeah, And there's the comet yeah. overhead. What the hell is the name of that? Interception? God. Interference?
3: Interference.
0: Coherence. 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 Yes.
3: Coherence. Yeah, it's on Pluto TV
0: <laughs> if anyone wants to catch it. Although I will say about Pluto TV, it's almost impossible to find anything on that channel because there's no search function. For the on-demand, <clears throat> you just have to dig until you find it. But it does yeah. have all the VHS... Uh, horror films on on there which you know that got me that sent me back looking for more so anyway <laughs> uh coherence was one of these movies that like it's not outright scary it's haunting
3: yeah it's I go the, it, for haunting i i go for haunting because here's the thing like as an adult i think the difference between as an adult and as a kid is that like um as a kid it's almost like you um everything is super scary to you because you have almost like that hitchcock point of view because the scariest thing is like what you're imagining in your head right Right, you know that the less they show it's like that that big gnarly monsters in your head and it's so it screws you up as an adult shit you've You know monsters. You've seen monsters. You've seen all the worst (laughs) shit that can happen. You know what that is? And you know that
0: they they look you know that they look just like us.
3: Mm -hmm. Just like us. Right. So like when when movies try hard to make somebody creepy or to you know make a situation creepy, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like the creepiest stuff is the stuff, like you just never see it coming.
1: Right. Right you know speaking of horror movies if you want to see some funny shit go on youtube and look up where they take like the shining and make it into a tv sitcom mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like that, yeah that's yeah. that's some pretty funny shit
0: yeah like i guess
1: I, if if you ever need a pilot cleanser after you watch something that really fucked with you yeah go ahead on there and be like let me see if they did this as like a as like seinfeld sitcom or something like yeah. that yeah
0: the the topic of horror movies what are your top three of all time for you
3: oh jesus
0: and uh i don't know who wants to start Mm.
3: i
1: like to go myself personally i i love um uh, i'm i'm a classic classic horror guy i'm not surprised uh, to hear that I really, I really love the the Bela Lugosi, uh Dracula things in that in that range, and also coming into the uh, '80s, I think that some of the best uh, suspense filled movies would be the, the Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that. Those definitely rank really high for me because they don't feel like big budget movies. They feel like they could be real and the suspense that they, that they build with the music and everything. And it's gory, but it's not too gory. You know, those movies really hit the spot for me. I know I didn't answer your question for the top three, but I'm giving you a wide range that That's you can use. Yeah.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah.
3: That's hard. Cause uh, so there like, are so many good movies. There's so, yeah. wh- there's so many subgenres to. Yeah. A horror. It's like, God. I mean, Mm -hmm. do I go with a psychological horror, or do I go with just uh, like a fantasy-driven horror, like a vampire, werewolf type deal?
0: Like what? Think of three. They don't have to necessarily be the top three, but think of three that really impacted you deeply. Like when you watched them, they you were like, I. sleep
1: sleepaway camp ones are always good because you get to see boobs. I mean, that's, that's definitely a plus. I remember, if you want to ask me for, like, the worst horror movie that I've probably watched in a while, and I'll give you some time to think here while I talk about this. There was one that was on just recently, and it was, like, these kids that – the one kid, his dad owned a furniture store, and they were, like, having a party in the mall. And they had these robots that were the security system for the mall, and the robots were basically killing everybody. <laughs> Probably one of the worst ones I'd ever seen. I mean, just like cheesy as hell. Like the robots are indestructible, but then they can like shoot something at it and it makes the robot explode. I I don't know. Like there wasn't any continuity between between how one person wasn't able to do something, but the next person was.
3: It sounds very deadly friend, but also very chopping mall.
1: Chopping, also, that's what it was. I think it was chopping mall. I was You're getting right. I was yes. getting
0: some classic. One of, of the life. worst. <laughs> I was getting some class of 1999 vibes there as well. Did you did you ever see that movie, Mike? No, I don't think I have. <laughs> it's uh it's ridiculous. So there's this kid named Cody Culp. and I know this because I watched this movie about 300 times one summer. Uh this was probably before we met, but um That's Right, Ace sure Ventura was
1: the only movie we watched 300 times in a summer.
0: This this kid um just moves into like the shittiest neighborhood in the world. And it's right away, right. Like blocks away from a really upscale part of town. But Allison Hill, <laughs> but the high people, school,
1: people around our area will get that. You know.
0: The high school, literally like the buses have like barbed wire around them and stuff. And, and it's ridiculous. And every single person in school is on drugs and they bring in this new teacher, uh, a new coach and like a new vice principal and through a little bit of time we've come to discover that these are robots that are monitoring the students and applying a special kind of discipline dreamed up by uh a guy uh played by oh god who Clint Howard? No, it wasn't Clint Howard. <laughs> Damn it, what was it? That would it was, be that um, would be
1: scary enough by itself. <laughs> God, I can't think of his name. He's that a is one handsome man.
0: He's a character actor. He's been in a ton of shit. And if I if I showed you his picture, you would know exactly who I'm talking about. But this guy is just, you know, of course, blatantly and transparently evil. <laughs> and like says, well, isn't he? Is it Eric Roberts?
1: No.
3: He's a good heel.
1: Yeah, he has a good heel, and he is um, in like a trillion movies too.
3: Yeah, um, he's got a great mouth, but <laughs> that's a <the> whiskey <laughs> talking.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I I I can't disagree with you. His mouth is uh, it's special. But Come on of, Tom, of, keep of, course, going here. of
0: course, these robots are are completely armed with with military grade armaments. Naturally, and, you know, because naturally, of course, they are. And the one, the, the gym teacher, like, his arm just rips away. And this machine gun comes pulsating out of his arm and just flips around. And he's like, you shouldn't have stopped doing push-ups or some stupid bullshit like that. And they get him caught in this bailing machine, and it rips him apart. And it's like his head pops off. In the Why was there a bailing suit. machine at the school? I have no fucking idea. Why did half oh, to FFA. Are-
1: FFA, of course.
0: Yeah, I have no goddamn idea. This movie was a mess. Uh, I highly recommend seeking it out. Class of 1999.
3: The last mess of a movie I watched was the um, Velosa <laughs> Yeah.
0: Velocipaster, Velocipaster.
3: I think it was Veloc, Veloc, Veloci-
0: like Velociraptor. Pastor. So right. either
3: that or what was it called? Pastor. It was. It was a. It was a pun on raptor, but it was pastor. I think it was Velocipaster, and it was real. I mean, it was really bad. Really bad. There were some, there's some, I mean, it's a good, it was, it, it's a good time if you're like with some folks and you're maybe doing a little smoky smoke and a little drinky drink, mm-hmm. it's, it's, but I don't know that I would recommend it as a sober watch.
0: No, it doesn't sound like <laughs> it. Um, since we're talking about favorites though, um, I, I guess I'll bring mine in. So my number one, probably favorite most impactful horror film of all time for me uh, is um, Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's yeah, Ladder just is such an intense... It, to this day, it stands up perfectly. And one of the reasons it does is because it relies on practical effects, but it doesn't rely on them. What I right. mean by that is that it uses practical effects in a very subtle and nuanced way mm-hmm. and creates these really uh, memorable, but elusive and dreamlike vignettes where like... For example, there's a woman on, on a train and she, you can't really see her face. She's sort of huddled in a corner. She's got this blanket on. And uh, Tim Robbins' character happens to look over at her and notices she has a tail. And and he, it's just as he's leaving the train, and then he turns away, and she's looking right at him. And then she speeds yeah. away, and he's like, "What the fuck was that?" And right. there's no explanation whatsoever. Right. And the whole fucking movie is like that, and it just keeps intensing, getting in more and more and more Man, intense. Man, I need to
3: watch that again.
0: It's such a great movie.
3: What's so I've wonderful never watched about it, it? But I have to, yeah. You do. Yeah.
0: It's what's so yeah. amazing about it, uh, uh, aside from the fact that it has. One of the most amazing, like, twists for a horror film I've ever seen. And yeah. I won't say any more than that because I know my cast I, has honestly, seen it. Honestly, I, so,
3: I remember it being such a badass, amazing movie. Yeah. But I, but I think, like, I watched it so young, it messed me up, and I just have never watched it again. Yeah. <laughs> I can barely <laughs> remember anything from it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's disturbing. It's an extremely yeah. disturbing film. Yeah, it's time film. to watch it again. Yeah.
3: Um, I saw a lot of stuff way too young and so oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of very like <laughs> bogus type kind of just garden variety horror, horror freaks me out like i'll i'll never forget um i saw the exorcist okay and i grew up yeah. in a very very fundamental um religious family okay and you know i i i I can't remember if I caught it on like USA up all night with Rhonda Shear or some crap, you know, edited or whatever oh, I'm back um, in
1: the time machine there. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if
3: I saw it, you know, like on HBO unedited. edited, I can't even remember but I distinctly remember going to my grandma, my fundamentalist, like wildly like conservative Christian grandma and being like, uh, grandma, can people be possessed by the devil? And she was like, absolutely. Didn't blink, didn't hesitate. Absolutely, Lindsay. And it was just like. For
1: the- <laughs> that voice, that voice was pretty funny.
2: My voice,
0: <laughs> that voice was Stuart from fucking uh, t- fucking uh, and, and Mad TV. What wasn't what it? Look what I can do.
2: I wasn't, yeah. I, I wasn't <laughs> trying to do him. I was
3: but just trying. He, it was a was
0: perfect impersonation of him. But
3: I mean, I, oh my God, you want to talk about something that made me walk the line for a while. I was so afraid the devil was going to get a hold of me. Oh my God. Um, so, but it, you know, in the long, um, Game The Exorcist didn't stick with me like a lot of other stuff stuck with me. Yeah, um yeah. I think some films stuck with me for various reasons. um uh, I've always had a odd fascination with the movie Frankenhooker. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I've thought just, about that one in a while. I've just always loved that. Want a day looking for some action? I love <laughs> that movie. I remember. Um, and part of it has to do with like you know back in the day. Um. And God, I just hate that like my kid and kids in general will just never have this experience unless it turns well. And even if it turns into a throwback experience, it's never going to be the same. But like just the freaking um, like ritual of being like, we're going to rent movies. And yeah, like, yeah, there, bro, yeah and you're like, you, you're certain. walking through the, you're walking through looking at stuff, picking up like just the visceral experience of picking out a movie as a kid and um frankenhooker had this remember the huge oversized jewel cases yep mm-hmm. and they were in the hardened plastic and then the it's like, cases yeah it will know this well i don't know if it was in a this one um the the frankenhooker one it was like a special edition case and mm-hmm. it had like a little push button on it and when you <laughs> push the button her bolts on her neck lit up and it went
1: base nice nice yeah and
3: so like i wanted to see that it was one of those things where it's like i want to see this movie i want to see this movie i want to see this movie so i was so convinced it was going to be so badass and then i see the movie and i'm like
0: that
3: was so stupid but i've always been obsessed with it
0: it's yeah i can understand that and i'm really glad that you brought up the the renting movies thing because i don't know if i think you probably said that you watched the movie mandy Mm mm-hmm um, the director, Panos Cosmatos, um, he also directed a film before that uh, called um, Beyond the Black Rainbow, mm-hmm. which is my second favorite horror movie uh, of all time in terms of how it impacted me and, and how it stuck with me to this day, where I can, I can be like the Johnny Appleseed of that movie and I'll sit and watch it with anyone just to introduce them to it.
3: And hey, you know what we should do, Tom? I that's I meant to watch that. It was like on my list and I just let it fall through the cracks. We ought to do one of those like online things where you can sync up with somebody and watch the same movie at the same time. I
0: think that would be amazing. Yeah. I would absolutely do that. And yes. the thing that's really cool about that movie is it's a very strange movie. I don't want to say much of anything about it because I'll ruin it. Uh, it's a movie to be experienced, not really knowing what you're going into, I think.
3: But I, I used to said like that, watch trailers. Yeah. I used to like read about shit and like there's a total difference between how trailers are now versus how they all were when I was younger. And now it's like when um, when somebody says something about a movie, like I remember when um, what was it? A uh, freaking human centipede came out. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Um, The only thing I saw was, like, I was on CNN or something, and I just saw this headline, most disturbing movie, horror movie ever made, question mark, and I was like, click, I'm all in, and, like, all I did was (laughs) open the article, write down the name of the movie, and I would not read anything, and I... I have the most fun in the world, just freaking going in blind to stuff. I I went in blind to um, Human Centipede. I had no idea what it was about, so I was just like, "That must have been a shock!" Oh my god! It and it was like I loved that movie more than so many people because everybody like knew the twist when they went in and they knew what it was about. I had no clue, and so when it finally came around, I was like, "No, I didn't really." (laughs) This is really happening. Holy crap. Like, and I loved that movie. I thought it was disturbing and I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And I, that dude, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dater something. I think it's Dater some, uh, God, I forgot his name. Like, his performance in that movie. And then the fact that, like, in the most disturbing scenes, there was just like no music, no soundtrack, no score, nothing. I was like, that's brilliant.
0: Um, the the reason I had brought please up please mute
1: your phones.
2: <laughs> that was me, sorry. I'm just
1: I'm just kidding.
0: Um, the reason I had brought up uh, uh, the you having brought up the renting movies with with the movie uh, uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. The director had said he wanted to make a movie that sort of mirrored his experience of going to the rental shop. And this is like pre-blockbuster, you know, you remember the old uh, corner store rental shop.
3: Right, blockbuster, was like, that was just like whitewashed and, and nice.
0: Yeah, we're talking about the wood paling on the ceiling, on, on the walls, you know, the red or dingy orange carpet.
3: And a porno section in the back. A
0: porno section in the back, yep, absolutely. That
3: and, ain't and, you know, you're you not a real, you're not a real rental place unless, unless you had a nudie place in the back. And, and I'm right wasn't the raciest thing that blockbuster rented were like the playboy videos they weren't even that
0: softcore porn they were like no, weaker
3: they were just than nudity yeah. like and the, the photographer and they're like look at me walking through this this field the the sh- or, or or a
1: sheer at yeah. uh, right in front of a window and being like oh yeah but i'm was, sure they went oh like that you know
0: He was never allowed to rent any horror movies and he was obsessed with the box art and stuff. So he would sit there and look at the box art and try to decide what the movie was about, you know, and how it went down based on that. So between that and the confusion you have as a kid when you're watching a movie, you're not allowed to watch through like, you know, through a crack in the door or whatever. Yeah, that. And then trying to piece that narrative together and how it gets twisted in your child, childlike mind, you know, that was what he was trying to produce as a film with uh Beyond the Black Rainbow is that oh, feeling. That. Yeah, he that. wanted to make that feeling so the of this sort now of Yeah, you
3: got me really excited Yeah. About
0: it. Oh, you're gonna love it. I, I I I I'm surprised you hadn't watched it yet. I thought well, you well, you know, there's
3: there's just uh God, there's you know, there's <laughs> Sometimes I get really super duper overwhelmed because there's so much to watch, and everything is like I remember back in the day. It would be like we're watching this movie Friday night, and that's what we're doing. And it's like you all you're just really spoiled now because it's like by the time Friday night rolls around, what what's what's gone on? You had a shit week, and oh man, you know I just kind of want to laugh now. So you have like the. The privilege of just being like, well, let's watch a comedy instead. And now we have Mm -hmm. 5,632,000 films to choose from. I mean, everybody (laughs) has their streaming thing. And if you're not in the mood for a movie, like it goes all the way down to like a two minute little web series on YouTube. Like there's so much to watch. Oh my God.
0: My wife and I have degraded in times, at times to the point of like, we'll cook dinner Mm -hmm. together and then we'll, we'll watch like two or three fail videos that are like eight minutes long a piece.
2: Right. And they'll be like, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm bored with TV. Let's go sit in the bedroom and read. And that's the yeah. rest of my evening is just, you know, like we'll sit in the yeah. Bedroom yeah. And read. I can't even stand TV right now, to be honest. Like I, I have to, I have been meaning to watch the ghost, uh ghost in the shell. Um, the one with Mila Jovovich, I think.
1: Milo Jovovich. Yeah.
3: I, I can't think of any TV I'm watching except for still, for whatever reason, hanging on by the nubs of my fingernails to The Walking Dead
0: why <laughs> i have to i gave up on that a while ago to be honest well,
3: it's 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 right near the end and it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like that that boyfriend that you're like well maybe if i just treat him like shit he'll break up with me instead But <laughs> like it's almost, <laughs> a, it's almost <laughs> over but uh, i'm just kidding that's awful um the uh the last episode that was on was like origin of Negan. And it was Mm -hmm. just an entire hour of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And it was legit the best episode of walking dead in years. It was incredible. And his his real life wife played Lucille, his actual wife. So that was really interesting. Hmm.
0: I just, I just recall that episode from, I think it was season one that was actually written by Kirkman and it was like about this old folks home. And it was this total departure from the storyline that was going on. And I was like, what the hell is, I, I, feel me, I feel like maybe Kirkman shouldn't be writing for screen. But now I understand that Invincibles are, uh, is, is up. Like there's an actual series on Amazon Prime based on the Invincibles comic, which is another Ow. Robert kirkman property (laughs) you're not a comics person are you i forgot that you're not really as much into comics
3: me yeah are you i am but really like select comics Mm -hmm. and um i just with anything comics tv makeup Drag queens. It doesn't matter what I'm into. Like when there's just too much to consume. Yeah, yeah. I get overwhelmed. Yeah. Like I like my um my husband's super into wrestling. Okay. And he was just super convinced that I wouldn't be, and I was like, "What are you talking about? I grew up on wrestling, didn't everybody like wrestling yeah. rules? Um, and I mean, grew up uh, in Memphis, Tommy,
1: you didn't watch wrestling,
3: but I
0: like wrestling. But yeah, I um, did
3: live it, uh, events. It just got to, it just got to an era with wrestling that it was just too much. Mm -hmm. It was like like now, like it's leading into WrestleMania. Like my husband's been watching wrestling like three hours a night and I'm like, what the fuck? This is like too much to keep up with.
1: I watch (laughs) a lot of indie wrestling.
3: Well, and I mean, I I'm into anything, but it's like, I have ADHD as far as my, you know, attention span goes and it's almost like i like i have to have room for all this shit that i like Mm -hmm.
0: that's one of the things i really like about reddit is i can take my interests and boil them down and someone will post a a 40 like they'll take a they'll take the best four minutes and 45 seconds of an 18 minute video and compile them down for me like i like i like watching mma fights i love that kind of shit but i don't i'm not like sitting there for hours watching it and someone's Uh -uh. like oh man you gotta watch this whole fight it's incredible he's so technical and it's like i don't know what i'm looking at when i see technical i just (laughs) want to you know i'm not i'm not a fucking mma spectator i'm just someone who happens to like watching really talented people fuck each other up really really well it's I'm down fun. for that.
3: If somebody has a party and they get a big review and a bunch yeah. of people are there and yeah. everybody's drinking and there's food and there's socializing going on, that's when I can watch a full fight. Otherwise, I'm right. like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, dude. I'll watch the knockout yeah. tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Give me the clips. Give me the right. highlight reel. I want to see this guy duck seven hits in a row at like right. s- where he looks like fucking Neo from the Matrix because he's moving right. so fast. <laughs> that's what I wanted to see. Yeah. I don't want to watch them beef this guy up and talk about how his record is and all this other shit i don't care about like that part i don't care about that's that's what that stuff is there for is to make the part where they're not bleeding interesting really and and so that guys who are watching and i say guys i mean people people who are watching it are are, have something to talk over (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> or, or a time to go get in a refreshment on their beer, right? You know, that was always been my experience. I, I just, I like the give me the give me the highlight reel, whatever it is I'm watching, uh, you know. Unless it's something that I'm actually going to commit to, like a movie or something like that, uh, I don't need to know what happened on the last episode of. Real housewives of Orange County. Yeah. If I'm tuned into oh, that,
1: you know, you pay attention to that shit. Yeah.
0: I, I I, just, when I watch that stuff, it's like with this sort of smug satisfaction that I'm supposed to dislike everyone on the show.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like
0: you're sort of supposed to dislike everyone there. Um, And if you I don't. I always look you at the will. women
1: and go, why couldn't these women get somebody better than this turd? That's what I always do when I'm watching 90 Day Fiance.
3: Because if they get a turd, then they have like a guarantee.
1: Because, because you you watch Ninety Day Fiance, you know who Colt is.
3: I know who he is just because um, of the forum on Reddit. He
1: has had some of the most gorgeous, yeah, women, and he is just such a piece of shit. You know, so I get I get the lord over, and like, oh, at least I'm not that guy. But you then know? I'm also like, oh man, I'm not that guy.
3: I watch that. To me, like any reality TV is almost like white noise. Like I watch it while I work because if I try to watch something I'm into, it'll distract me while I'm working. But if I watch like just reality TV garbage, it's, it's ambient you know, noise
1: in the background.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I have better like than a,
1: silence.
3: I have a sick fascination with like when I'm depressed and I think my life sucks. Like, I'll watch my 600 pound life or I'll watch hoarders and I'll be like, I'm all right. I'm doing all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There and
3: should that's be. That's awful, but that's, you know.
0: I feel like there should be a mental health television channel that just is all about making you feel better about you right now by <laughs> by giving you the worst cases. It's called
1: TLC. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or oh, Bravo.
3: At 8 a.m., it's just a morning crew of people that go, Hey guys, welcome to the boarding show. Have you taken your meds?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now remember, it's important. Now remember to look in the mirror and say, I love you. i'm good Remember enough i'm SNL smart SNL enough SNL and SNL smart SNL gosh darn it people
1: like me yep <laughs> was, Michael did it to we, we well. right on that one Yep. was, stuart there, a, smalley.
0: was yep. there a stuart smalley movie or am i misremembering yeah, it? I yeah, yeah there, there was, was yeah mm-hmm. i'm sort of mixing it up with that one scene from the the uh brendan Fraser version of bedazzled where he comes back as this really angelic guy is really okay
2: yeah, <laughs> <Gattie>. <laughs> but he's That's like one it's of my his, favorite movies.
0: It's like his second uh, chance, and he's like really. Good and and very uh, religious and pious and everything, and and like really sensitive. And there's because he she wants it. He thinks that the yeah. girl wants a guy who's really sensitive. Yeah. And he like has this, to
1: be the most sensitive man on earth. And he's like trying. And he yeah, cries right. over everything. He, like the yeah. sun is coming up, and he's going. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: so and He's like turning away from it, and his
1: eyes are streaming. It's and and he, and he's like all oh, albino looking and shit yeah yeah what a great no offense to albinos you know but uh it was funny it all worked so well together that's a that's a good movie
3: going back to horror movies like we were talking about earlier one of the things i miss from horror movies of the 80s is like uh And of course, I'm sure it had to do with that visceral experience we were talking about of going through the, to to look at the, the tapes because like that was such a huge part of the sell of the movie was getting people to pick up your tape and rent it you mm-hmm. know but like the art of like 80s horror movies oh, was yeah. the shit it's like, oh, I yeah. can, literally in my head like right now i can i can see some of like some of my favorites like april fool's day with the girl with the knife behind her back and her hair is in the noose you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Silent yeah. night, night, deadly night with the the axe with the Santa suit on the mm-hmm. on the on the chimney with the the snow. Like I can see so many of them in my head.
0: Don't you think it's true that seventies and eighties, and particularly got strong in the eighties, that there we saw this really strong surge of schlock in the form of action movies, horror movies. A lot of different. I think, we crossed a lot of genres, but it was mostly action movies and horror movies.
1: I think it's and, mostly in the '80s, but, but there was a ten, at least a ten year area there where movies were just fucking fantastic.
0: Yeah, and, and it was schlock. It was just, it was there was no pretense about it at all. It was like this isn't a film. This isn't cinema. This is a flick. You're gonna watch a flick with me
3: yep. today, and well, you know. <laughs> The porn was
1: also really good then too.
3: Just saying. women actually had like pubic hair, which was awesome.
1: Um, I know, right?
3: Hey, that's coming I know. back. Yeah, that is coming back. I'm what seeing they more call, of it.
1: What they call Bush now is not Bush. I'm sorry. At yeah.
0: least it's not this. You got a little bit of fuzz. Oh, I'm super hairy. I hey. can't believe I left it grow this long. At no, least you it isn't that prepubescent shit.
1: That's true. That's true. I, mean, it's I, I don't like in the looking right direction. at a girl who hey. looks like she's hey. 10 years old. You know. You're
0: not going to get it all at once. You have to allow for the trends
3: to change, but but I want it. I know. I really don't give a shit about (laughs) guys talking about their preference without a nary a vagina to shave. Like you don't even have a dog in the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Have
1: you ever tried shaving a ball
3: sack? (laughs) Come, Come talk to me after you've lived through the '90s when everybody wanted you to have like the shit completely shaved i didn't awful awful.
1: i didn't you weren't looking in the right place
3: uh that in like up until like the mid god almost 2010 i've been pro bush always expected this is awful
0: i'm gonna write come right out and say i don't have a problem if you don't shave your legs and i have a problem if you don't shave your armpits it's to me i don't don't give a give a a shit yeah it's whatever you're comfortable yeah, with. man. That's exactly Who the knows? way that I think. It's,
1: it's, I I tell my significant other that all the time. Like, if you're doing that shit for me, don't. Because yeah. first off, I want you to be comfortable. And that's exactly. me, is what's important. Exactly. And uh let's be honest. I'm 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 gonna do whatever I'm gonna do, regardless of whether you have leg like, hair and armpit hair or not. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm lucky enough to get laid, I ain't fucking that up.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't understand why I can get out of bed and I can be ready in 15 minutes. Yeah, And I, you know, a woman can get out of bed and have 15 minutes and be asked why she looks like shit today. You know, because she didn't have time to do her hair so so well. And I mean, I am this, apparently a very, I very always hear
1: suit.
0: I've just always found that to be very unbalanced and stupid. And it's like, yeah. It, you know, it's easy to say, well, just don't do those things. But if you just don't do those things, everyone looks at you like you're sick or something like what's wrong with you today? Why are like you like, you're
3: sick,
1: like oh, you're lazy. Yeah. Oh, why do you have hair sticking through your pantyhose and shit? Yeah.
3: Because yeah. It's, it's so often it's been my experience at least like, um, and I feel like I have a unique experience too, as a woman, because I've had the experience of being like a morbidly obese woman who w- was completely invisible to men um just even strangers on the street just didn't look at me and if they did look at me it was with disgust and then um i've had you know that uh, that privileged side of, of being a, a pretty woman that was not I'll, i've never been skinny but i'd say like fit athletic well girl and, all
1: those people that weren't looking at you before are missing out now
3: well, I mean it, it just you the way that you look as a woman is so integral to how you're treated. And I've found more often than not that respect um is attached to whether or not a man has the desire to fuck you.
1: Yeah. That yeah. unfortunately that's true. Yeah, that's true. And I, I I can't disagree with that.
3: I and I, I say, I'm not one of those girls that's like, all men. Like no, it's not all men. Like no. Well, but I'm not going to stand here and be one that, of those guys you know, that
0: says not all men for that matter because that's just as kind of gross to, you know,
3: hey, it's not we, me though. Well, it's not your job to say not all men. It's a woman's yeah, ex- job to say that. Ex- exactly. We grew up We grew up
1: though in a time when boys were taught to judge by, by their peers and by our elders to judge a woman on whether she was fuckable or not. Right. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, you know, and I, I'm glad to see that, that, that didn't rub off on, on my kids, but uh, I can't speak for anybody else because I was definitely in that, in that vein for a long time.
3: Well, you know what I was, too. Um, but high I find ass. I
1: find a various array of women attractive for various sure. different reasons. I've grown yeah. to be, a you know, less of a less of a pig. Maybe I don't know. I'm still a pig, but I'm not as, as bad a one as I used to be.
3: I think it goes back to when we were talking about films, like the schlock films of the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you can admit that, you know what, like this film is nothing serious. Me and my dad, we call them cotton candy movies. We're like, yeah. hey, you know, I just want something sweet, man. Something that dissolves in my at- mouth. It's pal- You know, it's really good on my palate. It's just, mm, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 easy to consume. It's junk it- food. I don't want to get caught up in a plot. I just want to have a good time. And, like, kind of everything in the 80s at that time was just blockbuster, blockbuster, blockbuster. It was just all kind of just really pulpy stuff. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that people, your preference with people, can be the same way. Right? I think that you can go, hey, if we're just talking about looks, that that chick's hotter than Georgia Asphalt. But if we're talking about, like, who I would like as a partner, who, you know... Oh, the game
0: changes completely. Oh, fuck yeah.
3: Who actually spend time with? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. She may be a complete nightmare. Yeah. But we're talking about, like, a visceral experience. I think the same can be said for the same way you are about movies you can be the same way about people because i can look at somebody and admire their physical beauty and they can open their mouth and i'm like and scene i'm done (laughs) you want to hear something
0: really interesting i don't know if it's because i've been with the same woman for 23 years or if it's because she was the only woman i was with but I definitely have a type in porn, and if I do a little bit of squinting, often it looks like my wife. Oh, Isn't that interesting? Yeah.
1: That, is Isn't that is interesting. True. That, is, that, 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 that is actually once. sweet in a in a in a
0: really gross kind of creepy well, no, pervy way. <laughs>
1: gross. No, because it's for you. But it's, no, it's sweet to hear that that you equate that you equate her with that. That's that's a sweet sentiment. Yeah. That even yeah. when you're even when you're spending time taking care of yourself, you're still thinking about about your one and only. That's, like, that's she's a she's even your fantasy. Yeah. 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 Like as well, a, yeah, as, I was, couldn't have said it better myself. Yes. As
3: a chick, like, um, I have definitely faced that with more than one man. Like, eventually you're with somebody long enough, you're going thank you, baby. My husband just brought me a beer.
1: Nice. Nice. Where's mine oh. at?
3: <laughs> um eventually you stay with somebody long enough eventually you're going to figure out what oh you can leave it open but i just didn't are, are your kids home okay leave it open um <laughs> my kid i don't care his kids close the door um <laughs> they don't know the real me um, <laughs> eventually you stay with somebody long enough you're gonna you're gonna see what their taste in porn is like they're either gonna show you or you're gonna stumble across it or something like that and I've had that rude awakening so many times because it's just like I'm like oh I'm not your preferred thing to s- a woman I oh okay and it messes with your head you know what Mm -hmm, i mean but mm -hmm. on the same token like any woman can be like well god well i guess he's not my preferred you know thing either what do i look at when i look at pornography you know what i mean
2: yeah
3: as a woman it's a different head trip because going back to what you're saying earlier like so much of our worth is attached to our physical beauty so when you fuck with that you're fucking with our sense of worth too and that's so Mm -hmm. hard to like talk to somebody about that hasn't grown up with that like right in your head
0: right yeah. one of the best questions i was ever asked and it bothered me at the time because i couldn't answer it it pissed me off and it, it's taken me a long time to admit that i was angry because i felt guilty um <clears throat> she said why do guys always go for shiny girls oh and i just couldn't answer and I still can't answer that question, really. You know, not, so in a, not in any right. non bullshit way,
3: right? Because lot- even in movies, like it's always like the girl is shiny, and sh- you know the guy is average and that's always like the oh you know that the, yeah oh, look she's shiny and he's not and yeah she's megan fox anyway.
0: and he's fucking right the goofball from the holes movies right. He's an hour.
3: <laughs> and we're supposed to believe that this like right. flower of a guy with like right. hardly any personality like not really that good looking, really socially awkward. He's gonna pull her. Uh-huh. He brought
1: up the holes movie. I just saw the kid that was in the holes movie, not uh, Shia LaBeouf, the other kid with the sideshow Bob hair. <laughs> and he looks fucking identical to he, what he did back then, but he's but he's like in his in his forties now.
0: That's very he looks strange. exactly
1: the same. <laughs> I just saw him yesterday. It's funny that you brought him up. That's strange. Another one of those deja vu things like the concrete thing with me a couple months ago.
0: It's undeniable, though, that. um, Like appearance plays such an important role in how people receive you, but it's literally the least important fucking thing that I can think of in terms of importance to me as a person. Like if you took my wife's appearance away I would still love her every single bit as much as I do now. There'd be no change. I'd be horrified for her. I'd feel, um, you know, if she were scarred or something like that, you know, I would, I would feel uh, self-conscious on her behalf, but I wouldn't feel any different about her. And I just think that appearance is so overrated and so under overvalued. In our society. And it really it is. it's kind of disgusting. Because you take a look at someone like Juliana Wetmore. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's a little girl who was born without the front part of her face. And I remember seeing a video about her when she was just a toddler. And her eyes are sort of bugging and there's just this sort of soft palate area here from a couple of surgeries. And she's rubbing her eyes. And at that moment, I realized this is just a tired baby. This isn't the this misshapen form I see before me. That is an illusion. This is just a child rubbing her eyes because she's tired and wants to go to bed. And I started fucking bawling. And I was a little high. I'll admit that. But, um, you know, I was I was I was so taken by that. And I've been fascinated with her story since then. And she's had quite a number of surgeries. And, you know, every time she she's looking a little more physically typical, I guess you would say. I don't like the word normal very much, but, um, you know, she's looking a little more. Typical, and um, they're able to restore more of her face and make her look more uh, like like what she would want to look like. And and it just to me, it's like that should never have mattered. She's probably been set off, set she back in so many fucking ways. Adorable,
1: and has improved a ton. i was just looking at you her. You just
0: looked her up. Yeah. What's her did. name again? Julia Wetmore or Whitmore. Juliana
1: Juliana, Juliana Wetmore. Or
0: Wetmore. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even as a baby, it's just a beautiful little girl, beautiful soul. You can tell, you know what I mean? Like you can just tell with that. And I don't know, it changed me. That, that moment changed me in a lot of ways. Kind of like I leveled up, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> like, like I had this realization I would, I could never go back from.
3: Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. There's so many varying levels of shit you have to deal with in the world. And it doesn't matter what level you're on. There's always going to be somebody that deals with more than you. It's like Mm a, it's like a check. It's like a reality check to Mm -hmm. kind of put you, put life in perspective for you. And what's funny is that when
0: you run into those people that have all the problems, some of them seem super happy. You know what I mean? They seem super happy and they're like, I, I'm happy with what I got. And meanwhile, here I am with all my first world problems and all my bullshit, Mm -hmm. and I'm miserable. Why am I miserable? Because I'm making too many of my own problems because I have too many fucking expectations for how my life should be instead of just living my life.
3: Yeah, living, trying to like let go of everyday bullshit and Mm -hmm. just live in the present is, I mean, it's a daily it's a daily thing that you battle. just it's a battle it's a it's a mountain like every mm-hmm. day this every is the day.
1: philosophical episode <laughs> mm.
3: oh well we covered like <laughs> horror movies so now we're at we've got to tackle you know the meaning of life
2: yeah why not back
3: to horror movies <laughs> so so I mean, there's so many things I could talk about that like rocked my world to this certain age. Like there's reanimator and basket case and there's freaking, um, night of the comet and the curse and, um, April fool's day and my bloody Valentine, the original, um, you know, silent night, deadly night. I was just such a mark for eighties horror, mm-hmm. um, so there's so much to choose from in that respect. Um, Night of the Comet was a big one for me. Uh, I was really into that. Night of the Creeps. Those kind of went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really into both of those when they came out. What um, and- about like
0: John Carpenter stuff, like The Omen and uh, Um, The
3: Thing? Um, I wasn't as big like it you know, really, I hate to, like, do, like, draw a gender line in the sand or whatever, but it really seemed like The Thing was a movie that, like, all my guy friends liked, and mm. I just, I was just like, eh, like, I, um, not to say I disliked it or whatever, but I just think that sometimes you have to see things at the right time, at the yeah. right age, in the right window, and if you don't, you just miss them. Maybe the thing is
0: just a a, a a a body horror little boy's terror of the vagina run amok in maybe, Atlantic maybe. In, in Atlantic uh, or in, in Antarctica. You know. <laughs> I it's remember like, being there are no in the- women in that cast. There's not. Yeah. It's just a sausage fest and all those everyone there is super paranoid.
3: So maybe that's maybe that's more of a thing that men can identify with.
0: Yeah, maybe.
3: I remember liking um, a lot of Clive Barker. Oh yeah, um, I loved Nightbreed. I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. I was so into that movie, um, and I mean, I like like the typical stuff too. I loved Halloween. I loved Night on Elm Street. I loved, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but eighties horror, like I still to this day, like I, you know, he just. Kind of described a little bit of an '80s horror movie, and I was like, "Kind of sounds like Chopping Mall." <laughs> <You
2: know>? like, <laughs> I, Chopping I Mall. I couldn't Plastic.
3: even tell you. Couldn't even tell you the last time I saw that movie. Well, I but
0: would like, call you my re- our resident expert on horror movies. You, you, really? You, oh, for sure. You knock it out of the park for me. I, oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know half the references you drop. To be honest, hmm. I think that
3: just. I think that's just a testament of how much time I spent really like lonely and feeling like I didn't have anybody. I, I honestly didn't have any friends that liked what I liked. And I spent so many weekends home watching USA up all night with Rhonda Scheer. And mm-hmm. then the unfortunate years with Gilbert Godfrey, uh, <laughs> how,
1: about, how, how about night of the demons?
3: Night of the demons. I've seen it. The yep. one with
1: the lipstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I scene always sti- sticks in my the, head.
3: The, that's the cover of the thing yes that's the cover right there i can see the Uh, cover in my head it's a great cover
1: i was i was at a party one time and uh it was me and my girlfriend at the time and like one of her friends and some other people we were watching and she started doing the lipstick thing and then pushed it into her nipple and the lipstick disappeared and i was like oh (laughs) my mind's blown and i just saw it recently and i was like yep it holds up
3: you know lots of 80s stuff kind of holds up because there's lots of practical (laughs) horror in it like practical effects hmm well and
0: i mean you know there's certain things that are just sort of timeless yeah you know i the idea of a demon that haunts you in your sleep for example
3: yeah. is oh, yeah. a
0: really really powerful effect i don't know if you ever saw um they made a film i can't remember what it's called but it was based on the nightmare on the Elm street oh movies. come on bitch it was based on the Rick Air- and morty it was based on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but it was about a demon that took the shape of Freddy because of it required belief in order to exist. Huh. So it took the shape of Freddy because enough fans believed, or something oh, to that effect.
3: Wow, that's interesting. And it and it <clears> was <throat>
0: just this sort of loose demon, like it wasn't even really a sentient creature. It was something mm-hmm. like. Um, like an astral parasite that just attached itself to I thought, a concept. T- I
3: thought you were gonna talk about the Netflix thing about sleep paralysis and all that and the sleep deal. I thought you were going oh, I no. swear to God, I thought you were segueing into that. I was like, Oh my god, that was terrifying.
0: No, I saw that and that that was pretty terrifying. Yeah. I, I'm, f- I think that of all the stuff that like, you know, the high strangeness mm-hmm. stuff like UFOs and Bigfoot and Mothman, I think one of the most interesting and terrifying are the shadow people. Oh yeah. Oh, we yeah. we need to have you back for the next Halloween episode because Ooh, do. that would, that would be Mike for some reason thinks that Halloween uh material means gross you out with horrible bloody stories of stuff of people now, that he he healed
1: i think it fits in don't you mad? Nah, don't dismiss me <laughs>
3: <laughs> we should make a plan now it is what april may mm-hmm. june july august september oh six months okay so we have six months to all get together a spooky tale to tell
0: okay Okay.
3: And let like and and try like let's try to make it like a either like kind of a family tall tale or something that was like this was supposed to be true kind of deal, like something like really spooky-ish in that vein. Okay,
0: okay. I've got plenty of material. Yeah, I, I I think I I think I described some of it in the past on the show, but with giving me six months to prepare it. Maybe I can smooth out some wrinkles. Yeah. Make it more uh, presentable.
3: Yeah, I don't know what my lifelong thing has been with horror. I don't know if it's attached to like the real-life horror I've endured and the trauma that I've endured. And maybe it was just like a cathartic thing to me to it's, see people going through trauma and then somebody yeah. survive and get away at the end.
0: Right. Maybe I think,
3: that's it. I don't know. I, I think
0: it gives your brain another way to process it. Yeah. And 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 probably you're right that there is something to be said about the fact that there's like the survivor cuz that is I can only think of a couple of films off the top of my head where there are no survivors and even then right. there is undoubtedly a heroic sacrifice that takes place as opposed to oops well everyone just died. Right.
3: I guess the 80s horror re- really maybe it was that cathartic watch with, you know, watching. And it always was, obviously, that sacrificial virgin that made it out at the end. You know, you had that old canon with horror movies, right? You had the virgin. You had the untouched. She didn't... right? Drugs. she was pure so even in horror that patriarchal message mm-hmm. that women have dealt with forever as far as right. their looks and everything mm-hmm. even reached into like the fantasy realm of things that were not at all believable right. but before that like the stuff that got me really into horror was stuff that that wasn't as um ever present. like i was really obsessed with the twilight zone um oh with, yeah really obsessed with richard matheson to this day richard matheson Mm -hmm. is like my favorite author
0: love his work love his work uh what dreams may come is probably one of the most touching and um enduring pieces of literature i've ever had the pleasure to read on the subject of the afterlife yeah much of what i believe mirrors what is said in that book (sighs) in terms of like how the spirit endures and how afterlife yeah. works and how we sort of put ourselves where thematically we belong based on how we live their lives right you know that's that's just my belief but i love that book so so much and hell yeah. house is an incredible book mm-hmm. uh, i am legend is incredible
3: i am legend was the first book i ever read that made me weep yeah. and i um actually have god where is it it's It's in the living room. I have a first edition copy in the living room. Mm, nice. um, and I was so pissed, pissed when the Will Smith version came out. Not because it's not a good movie, because I mean, it, like, objectively, if you stand away from it, it's like, oh, that's an interesting movie or whatever. That's an interesting mm-hmm. concept. But like, I Am Legend, it's 130 pages long. And to me, it is the most perfect 130 pages, the most succinct horror i mean it's not it's not even really a novel it was it was you know delivered as one but it's a novella let's be honest yeah but it's the most beautifully perfectly written 130 pages in horror history in my opinion yeah it's just perfect and it's just like there was nothing i ever read in horror like in horror, there's always this suspension of disbelief, right? So you have, like, whatever universe you're in, whether it's werewolves or this or that or whatever, you have, like, this canon. You have these rules. And if it's vampires, it's, you know, oh, they can't be in the sun and garlic and wooden stakes. And if mm-hmm. it's, you know, werewolves, it's the silver bullet and the full moon. Like, they all have their own canon, but I'd never read anything that broke down a universe like, uh, like vampirism did in i am legend where it broke it down on a molecular level and explained like why they're allergic to garlic and how this all happened and it happened like a virus it just and i'm sure i'm all like i haven't reread it as an adult adult and i'm scared to because i'm like god if it doesn't hold up like i think it might i think it might break my heart yeah. But when I was a kid, it just melted uh, my face off. I have I have
0: reread both uh, I haven't reread um I Am Legend. I haven't read that since like my first year of college, I think. But um Yeah, same. Um I have recently read Hell House and I've recently read um, what Dreams Make Him and I think both have not only held up but were actually better than mm-hmm. I remembered. So I doubt that I Am yeah. Legend is being his, probably his most celebrated work is going to be any different for you. Right. I think you're probably going to find it's better than you expected because, yeah. I mean, with Hell House, one of the things I love about Hell House is that I don't know how many films have been attempted as a as a basis based on that, that story. Um, but the one from the 70s has clips that are later used in a skinny puppy song icebreaker as the opening piece. It's like a sample that he uses in that song and skinny puppy happens to be like the basically shit? the shit, like the
3: father of industrial my music. favorite
0: genre of music, which is industrial music. Oh Yeah. And, and Do just, we,
3: like, are we like, are we, are we soulmates, Tom? I think we're soulmates. I think we may be Sounds or like
0: at the very least, like long lost brother and sister.
3: Well, you know, I mean, when people, well, well, no, when, no, soulmates like when people, people think soulmates is like a romantic like deal but like i tend to think that like soulmates in my opinion in my universe like you can have a soulmate that's a teacher like somebody that really like taught you a lot you can find a soulmate in a friend you can find a soulmate in a pet absolutely but although i do tend to think pets are more like kindred spirits but soulmates come in many many forms
0: no, I agree with you and I think you may be on to something
1: here.
3: Industrial music like okay, real quick. Um we won't go on a real bad tangent. I know we're running short on or running long or whatever. Yeah. But I uh, got
1: to get back to my babysitting duties here soon. <laughs> uh,
3: industrial music like Front 242, Revolting Cox.
0: Yeah. Throbbing okay. Gristle. Yeah. Um let's see, Ministry, ministry. obviously Nine Inch Nails. Mhm. Skinny puppy, ogre, pig ogre, face. Oh
2: my god!
0: Um, Mike loves him some pig face, right?
1: Of course I
0: do. Fuck it up, pig face. Fuck it up. I've heard that Fuck forever. it up, pig face. Fuck it
3: god. up. Ogre man. Yeah. Uh let's see. Um, EINC New Say again. What's how do you say it? EINC New I always said E and B, not and shiny oh, new and shiny yeah. new Bolton? i can't yeah, say it. i can't I,
0: don't know. I know i can't even spell it yeah i, e- I can i picture. just say e and b yeah um Nitzner
3: ebb
0: <laughs> Nitzner ebb yeah yeah oh wow who else god i could probably go on for a while uh mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of uh i don't know if you were if you know who mike Connolly is he he mm-hmm. was with ministry for a while yeah. so he's got an act called cocksure yeah. Now, which I am a huge fan of Cockshore. I think that that it's Mike Connolly and and no, it's Chris Connolly and Mike McGregor or something like that, but they're they're they just have this incredible Sort of old school wax track sound that's still going on. I was just about
3: on. to freaking say wax tracks. Get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God.
0: yeah. You too. Ugh. Yeah, couple of rivet heads. Well, this metal head here doesn't get it because
3: I'm a metal head too. Try me. I'm just
0: metal head
3: here, man.
2: Mm.
3: <laughs> well, I, I know I ramble <laughs> a lot, and Michael probably has to get back to his duties. I'll put a I'll put a pin in it.
1: Oh, I I don't mean to. You know, if I didn't have to babysit tonight, I wouldn't be. She's been stern, so I'm going to have to go over and check on her here shortly. That's all. I
3: completely understand. I'm I'm, um, I'm very much a talker, and I'm very starved for people to talk to. So I tend to be
1: (laughs) You're welcome here anytime.
0: So I was going to the store the other day, and... Looks like something Mike has to say. you okay, Mike?
1: I'm good. I'm listening to your story here, but I'm going to tell you that we are running a little short on time, so that's going to have to be a story for another time.
0: Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as you enjoyed receiving it from us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, giving it to you like... Like, I'm giving you some interesting looks right now because I'm (laughs) trying not to shit my pants.
3: Oh. Peace out.
1: have a question for us you want us to talk about something on the show
0: would you dear listener like to ask us a question
1: send us an email at story time with tom and mike at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and if you want to learn more about the show and get extras like
0: links to the videos sites and other media visit
1: dembeans.biz that's a dot biz because we mean business
0: hell yeah